Hey, my friend, Shannon here. If you are thinking about starting a second act in your career and you just need a little guidance to get you there, head on over to secondactsuccess.co forward slash coaching and book a free discovery call with me. I'm here to help and I can't wait to chat with you. Now it's time for an all new episode of the Second Act Success Career Podcast. Let's dive in. I went through my dark night of the soul. Everyone goes through them. Nobody gets through this life unscathed. And when I got through it, I thought, I'm just going to go and ask an older demographic that question. Why are we here? What have you gleaned from living life? They say nobody on their deathbed ever wished they made more money or worked harder. So tell me, what have you learned? I started going and interviewing a person a week and people would reveal really personal information to me. And it was incredible after two and a half months, I realized there were really common themes. And I was like, this is so good. I'm going to write this up and I'll call it 52 Weeks of Hope. Hey, you, are you feeling stuck, desperate for a career change or thinking of starting a business, but you're just not sure how to make your first move? I'm television producer turned career coach, Shannon Russell, and this is the Second Act Success Career Podcast. This is where you will not only get the career advice you've been craving, but you'll get tips from career and business experts, along with inspiration from others who have made a career transition to find second act success. Let's get started. What would you say if I told you there are 52 weeks of hope in front of you? My guest today is Lauren Abrams. She is a successful Beverly Hills attorney. Lauren realized that you can look like you have it all on the outside, and not feel like you do on the inside. Lauren began asking people all over the question of what is hope to them. Lauren wrote How to Be Your Best Self right now, and she hosts the 52 Weeks of Hope podcast. She is here to talk about her journey from law into creating hope for others. I can't wait to introduce you to my friend, Lauren Abrams. Lauren Abrams, welcome to Second Act Success. How are you? Thanks. I'm great, Shannon. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to see you again. I was just a guest on your amazing podcast. We had such a great conversation. We did. And I've gotten really great response to your episode. It's a really good episode. I'm looking at what number it is so that people can tune in. I'll link to that in our show notes as well. So people okay, can perfect. go back and listen to that okay. one. So let's start talking about your career. You've been a lawyer in Beverly Hills for over 20 years. Did you always want to practice law? Oh my gosh, no. I was at UCLA. I got into SC Law School. I was always going to go and get my master's from Annenberg School of Communication. So when I get into SC Law School too, I was like, okay. Once I was in my second year of law school, I started going at night for my master's and I never thought I'd be practicing law. In fact, I wanted to go for my doctorate and my husband at that time, he's like, paycheck. Once I graduated law school and I got my master's. Much debt by that point, you just need exactly. to start paying it off. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I went to UCLA on scholarship, but the private school SC is where I go to you. Anyway, oh. everything unfolds the way it's supposed to. It just always does. And I had been at the DA and doing different trials and things like that. But once I got sworn in as a lawyer, I couldn't do that anymore. It was a certain program I was in. And so I was just running around doing trials for anyone I could. So I got a couple of cases 
I was just like this go-getter and I'd go to the law library and I started doing employment law. People have been discriminated against and things just unfolded. Somebody said, go look at this court file. And I didn't even know what a court file was downtown. It's a mess, but there's a trial coming up. It was this huge case. I had no idea. And it settled for hundreds of thousands of dollars and they kept trying to settle it. I'm like, no, it's a trial. And anyway, I was just trying to be a good advocate for my client. And with that money, I ended up opening my office in Beverly Hills. Wow. A true go-getter, right? Let me just go big. Let me open my own law pro- law. Yeah, that that's really, I started out like sitting on floors and I had lots of mentors and people who helped me and I just loved it. I've always felt like I'm helping people and very picky about the cases I take. Once I became a mom, I started hiring other attorneys because I wanted to be with my kids. And, and as things went along, yeah, it's just my practice grew. It's, I've never not had clients. I love the kind of law that you do too. It's employee law. People have been wrongfully terminated, discriminated against lots of pregnancy cases always. Mm-hmm. Women who aren't allowed back after they've been on maternity leave or they say that once they finally say I'm pregnant and stuff, they get terminated. I've always had those cases. Not to get all into the legal system of Los Angeles, but being a television producer myself, a lot of the industry is freelance-based and gig-based. So I wonder if you've had any experience with that because for me- Yeah, they're screwed. They're screwed. My show got canceled on my second maternity leave and it was, okay, well, there's no show to come back to. So it was on me- to go and find my next job. And you know what? I didn't. I ended up starting a business. And so that was my second act started. But I always wonder about that because that's got to be a really tricky situation. You have no leg to stand on when you're freelance. Nope, you don't. All these different professions went through my head in a nanosecond. I thought of 300 professions, like photographers, This is like all kinds of people. Yeah. It's a majority. I feel like it's a majority in Los Angeles of all cities, but wow, what a great profession. And so tell me how you started pivoting. You're still a lawyer, but that you got this idea to start a podcast about 52 weeks of hope and what led you into that second act, if you will. Oh yeah, it's definitely a second act. I went through my dark night of the soul. Everyone goes through them. Nobody gets through this life unscathed. And when I got through it, I was like, what the hell was that? because I'm always so grateful. And it just really threw me for such a loop. And the only way through is through. So when I got through it, I was like, why are we here? I don't understand. And I thought, I'm just going to go and ask an older demographic that question. Why are we here? What have you gleaned from living life? They say nobody on their deathbed ever wished they made more money or worked harder. So tell me, what have you learned? And I thought, I'm going to interview a person a week for a year for me. Just for me, it was my project, my DIY. I'm not a DIYer, but that's as close as I would get (laughs) DIYing. And so I did. I started going and interviewing a person a week and people would reveal really personal information to me. And it was incredible. And I would go home and I would write it up. I love writing. And I would send some of them to my best friend in my own verbiage. And after two and a half months, I realized there were really common themes. And I was like, this is so good. I'm going to write this up. I'll write one of those books where you open it up and you're like, that's just what I needed to hear. Or you close it and open it again. You're like, no, that's just what I needed to hear. And I'll call it 52 Weeks of Hope. Then the pandemic happened. So I started podcasting and then suddenly I wasn't confined to LA. I could interview people 
from anywhere. And it's just had a life of its own. And it's just been amazing. And now I'm doing these confidence and clarity boost sessions where I'm really helping people hone in. You and I are doing a lot where we get to help people. So I think that's why your episode is so good when you talk about how you get to help people and how you went through your process and story. Mm -hmm. We can learn so much from each other's stories and it makes you feel like you're not so alone. Yeah. Because you're right. We've all had these dark moments that we question. And it could be whether we're a parent, not a parent, at different stages, you don't know when it's going to hit you. But then you just say, what is it all for? Okay, let me get back to what my purpose is. Your project really did that. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing because I'm always so grateful and this and that. So it just really struck me. I'm a single mom I'm with two kids. So for me to have gone through that, I was like, wait, I'm not like this, but yeah. clearly I am. <laughs> you know what? There was something on your website that I saw that I thought was interesting is that you said that people would look at you or you were afraid people were going to say, what do you have to be depressed about or upset about? And I think that's unfortunate that you can look at someone who looks like they have it all together and not understand that there's so much more behind that. It's so true. There was one attorney who worked with me for a long time and he always thought, oh, Beverly Hills lawyer, everything's been handed to her on a silver platter and blah, 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 having no idea my story. See, and that's how we connect with each other is through our stories. He has no idea that years ago, it's now been decades, I used to be on the streets, I was strung out, and it was only in that moment of grace when I called for help there's no way I would still be here if it wasn't for that. And I ended up in rehab and I found out, oh, there's a way to get help and slowly built a life very slowly. I'm not one of these. Oh, and then after a few years of working and getting a place to live and all of those things, I started going to college. So it's an amazing story that I ended up at UCLA, that I ended up in law school. That's why I say I'm always so grateful. I never for a second forget where I come from, ever. I can remember being around all these parents thinking, oh my God, I would give anything for any of their lives. I'm a single mom. I was given full custody of my kids. I'm raising them. I felt so alone. And you're not. You're never alone. You don't have to be. It's a feeling. Like you feel alone. And, and I can feel alone in a nanosecond, by the way. A few weeks ago, I was at something and someone was telling a story of a party she threw and this and that. And I went, I have no friends. Like instantly I thought, I have no friends because I would never have been invited to this party. And she was talking about it. And I all of a sudden felt alone. I'm not. I have tons of friends. But, right? but my head will in a second say, you have no friends. <laughs> and I'll suddenly feel alone. I was like, what? <laughs> Our heads can like do these kinds of things so quickly. And it's the awareness and have tools to get out of that quickly. That's a remarkable story. And to see your success shoot up from there and to be this example for your children and then to turn around and say, okay, I want to spread a message of hope to others is so admirable. Your life was saved at one point. And maybe you're doing the same thing for others now by sharing these stories and showing that there is hope in every week, in every moment. So tell me about some of the stories that you've come across throughout your interviews and kind of some of the people that you've touched upon and interviewed. Okay. So one I was just talking about on an episode that I'm putting out this week, she talks about perfectionism and procrastination being the flip side of the same coin. And I wrestle with this in my head all the time. Her name's Deborah Hurwitz. She's a maestro and she was on Broadway and she's now a 
coach and different things, but she says a lot of people won't attempt things because they want to do it perfectly, which I understand that, but I'm always so happy that I get anything done. I don't think of myself as a perfectionist. (laughs) I just want to get it done. But it has stayed with me because I think that's true for a lot of people, it, like yeah. perfectionism, procrastination being a flip side of the same coin. What do you, I don't know. I never thought of it, but I guess I hadn't either. Ex- but when you explain it about, I can't launch this podcast, I can't lo- send my book into a right. publisher until it's perfect. Now that makes sense in that way. It's like that whole perfectionist thing. Yeah. I just wanted to get my podcast out. I didn't even listen to podcasts. Like maybe Brene Brown or Oprah or something, but I just started a podcast. Hey there, my friend. Shannon here, just popping in quickly because I'm wondering, is this episode getting you thinking? Are you starting to come up with ideas for your second act? Maybe it's changing careers, writing a book, starting a business. Whatever it is, I am here to help. You can book a free discovery call with me so that we can chat about your next steps. So head over to secondactsuccess.co forward slash coaching. Now let's get back to the episode. Lauren, you started off interviewing people and writing these stories for your book. And then you decided, okay, COVID's here. I'm not really going anywhere. Let's start a podcast. How did you even learn the steps to take to get there? I asked somebody who knew somebody who had an editor. I just started recording. I don't know. I just started doing it. I just read research. I have no idea. Maybe it's depot skills. I always think I'm I'm very engaged. You and I have talked about this a whole bunch. I'm so engaged when I'm talking to somebody and so present. And I just love it. Mm -hmm. There's certain things what fills you with joy. You know what you love. And that's the thing. It's like I ask certain questions on every episode. And it's why I keep wanting to be like, yeah, you so understand. It's like, (laughs) what gets you to take that leap? If you're not doing what fills you up, like life's in session, you know, it's don't think about it, do it. Even if it's just a few steps in the direction of your dream, you want to live in that joy. So what will it take to get you there? And that's what you do, Shannon, is you help people get there. And you know what? I don't know about you, but when I'm recording or even talking to you now, you'll say something and I'm like, oh, a listener needs to hear that. You just start thinking about what someone on the other side will be listening with their earbuds in and hearing our conversation and getting something from it. And that's what lights me up. I get so excited that our conversation can get someone else to pull the trigger on making their second act and starting and trying that because we do get this one life. Yeah, it's so true. And I now have a confidence and clarity growth scorecard Which is so fun. So I feel like, oh, I've quantified the personal growth space. (laughs) (laughs) But there are little things you can do every day. And it's only try each week to do a little bit better than you did the last week, maybe one point better. And so that's fun too. So there's that. I feel like I'm learning about all different modalities by interviewing people, by the way. Mm -hmm. I've learned about EFT tapping. I'm very conscious of my breath work. I've interviewed so many people that do breath work. So I'm very conscious that I'm always breathing. I thought I had learned all the different modalities. And last week I interviewed family constellations therapist. Yep. See, I saw your reaction. You've never heard of that either. And can I tell you, I have now met two more people that do this. They're now being brought into my space for whatever reason. (laughs) I have no idea. Intrigued. Um, Yeah, it's very interesting. She's French and Goop and Hay House are her backers. And wow. 
I don't want to butcher her name. She's French. It's Marine Seleney. Marine Seleney. She's she's Beautiful. fabulous and interesting and yeah, and it's a whole process and it's easy actually. You go back just to your grandparents and you take a look and wow. it's just a way to look at maybe some blocks that you have. And I had right. never even heard of it. I interviewed somebody who sees colors since he's two years old. Some people feel energy. I'm very sensitive. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people probably who are listening to either of our episodes are probably empaths and yes. sensitive people. But this Dominique Zendak, he sees colors like since he's little. And he was on TV a lot in the UK. And uh, it's just, he can't do this justice. Yeah, I'm getting such an education. I, it's just I fascinating. <laughs> I'd love to know, you said there were a lot of people when you interviewed older people about looking back on their life. What were one or two things that you found a thread that people were saying was something that they regretted? Okay. So the message is, it's like in the blue zones where people live the longest, the healthiest, and the happiest, because why do you want to live a long time if you're not healthy and happy, right? Yeah. Um, we need community. We need to be with each other. We need to physically be with each other, take care of each other, community and service. Those are really mm -hmm. big things, helping each other. So yeah. they know what's going on with each other. They don't hold things in. Wow. And so being vulnerable, being accountable to each other, holding things in doesn't help anything. It doesn't build any type of community. Yeah. It's community, like you said, and service in the service aspect. Mm -hmm is just feeling, again, that brings community and feeling like you're giving back. And it's always, if you do a good deed, something is coming back to you. And I don't even think of it as a good deed. It's just, this is how you make friends. This is how you get close to someone. And it's stuff that nobody ever talks about. I grew up as if everything was so secretive and there was nothing really going on in my house, by the way. It's not, oh, there was all this abuse. We just didn't talk. You didn't talk about anything. You didn't know your neighbors. There was no reason. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I love it. I love that you're getting this information out of the people that you're interviewing. You're yeah. sharing it now on your podcast. And you wrote your book, but you're also getting to probably reach an even broader audience through the podcast, which is great. Absolutely. And we're a resilient species. What people have been through is incredible. So community is the number one. That is the number one thing. I took the first 52 weeks episodes, all the messages I hope, and I compiled them into eight overarching themes and I call it the meaning of life. I was like, now I know. Yes. <laughs> and number one is community. We need each other. And number two is love and service. We need to love each other and we need to help each other. So service. And one of the top messages is resilience. So we are a resilient species. So yeah. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. And I know your your book is available on your website. Yeah, the ebook, but also I've got chapters from the book are up there and they're really good. I can't even do them justice. And how cathartic was it for you to go through that process after your dark time of the soul that you talk about? I'm sure it still is doing the podcast and having more of these conversations. Oh, I just love doing them. They're so uplifting. Listen to Andre Owen. That's one my husband always talks about because he was in prison for life. He got out and that he gives the most incredible message of hope. It, it, he goes on this. I made his message of hope its own little tiny episode. He's Aww. incredible. He has spoken all over the world. He is unbelievable. Wow. 
Yeah. The people I get to talk to, yeah, it's pretty amazing. What is some advice that you would give to someone who is in a dark place and thinking, what is this? What would you say to encourage them to get to the other side? To talk to somebody. Don't keep it in. Everything passes. It just does. Take steps. Don't lay in bed. Don't do nothing. Any kind of action. I was taught God doesn't drive parked cars. You can't sit in a corner wishing something gets better. Any kind of action towards what it is you want to do creates the energy towards that dream. I don't know how that works. I start podcasting. Amazing guests appear. It just happens. I started my law practice. People were like, did you worry about that? Did you worry about getting clients? No. If I thought about all these things, I never would have started my law practice. It just works. It just works. If I sat around worrying all day, nothing is ever going to happen. Just take action. You want to write a book? Write two to 300 words a day. That's it. That's not much. And don't worry about it. And just write. You're going to edit it for so long and so many times. So you just write because writing's cathartic anyway. Journaling. The two best practices that I do are journaling and meditation. There's nothing better that will make you feel better than journaling and meditation. The two things that make me feel best are meditation and exercise. So why don't I do them 500 times a day? I don't know. (laughs) I wish I was addicted to both of them. They make me feel incredible. Endorphins are released from both, but yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Meditation is easier than exercise. So that's... (laughs) Yes, it (laughs) is. Go to that one. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. But I like that because I feel like you're right. It's just those little steps. And you brought that up earlier too in your scorecard. The idea that it's just those little pieces, do something each day to get you there. And it's the same thing when you feel like you're in a dark place and you want to get to the other side. And it's the same as trying to change careers or start something new or launch a podcast. It's just little steps. And you know what? Who cares if you fail? Because you can go back to doing what you were doing beforehand, but at least you're trying and you're not having that regret at the end of your life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And get an accountability partner. Mm, Having somebody you check in with once a week. I think that is huge. I'm really big right now on talking about accountability partners. I had somebody I would check in with once a week and I'm sending right now people to my Facebook group. I'm like, just go find an accountability partner because I just think they're so great to have somebody you don't really know so that the people pleaser in you will get done what you say you're going to get done a week later, whatever it is. Say, okay, here's what I'm committing to. How can I help you? Because my accountability partner totally helped me and Mm -hmm. I helped her. She helped me like in the beginning with titles and descriptions and she understood SEO and she understood that world. I helped her with her contracts. That stuff stressed her. It was no brainers to each of us. Like the universe took care of us that way. Shout out to Katie. I keep doing shout outs to Katie. And she's doing what it is that she wanted to do. And here I am with my podcast as much. You can move faster with an accountability partner. And even you and I, Lauren, we're in a podcasting group together. And it's just nice to be able to bounce ideas off each other, have our coach in there giving us ideas. And it's you have to show up to get the information. And it's just, it holds you accountable. Absolutely. And you don't have to invent the wheel. Like you're around other people, whatever it is you want to do, there's a group. Go to a meetup or you can just put something out there and you'll find the best one too. So I always like to talk about the through line, the thread that kind of weaves our whole life together. And with you, I feel like it really is service. You were, you're serving your clients in law. You're serving people now with the stories and that you're sharing on your podcast. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's time for our five fast cues of the week. 
Here we go. Name one thing that these different chapters in your life have taught you. That everything always works out. It might not be on your timetable and it might not be the way you thought it would, but it works out. And I learned that from interviewing the much older demographic also, but it does always work out. We need to hear that. We need to be reminded. Would you recommend taking a leap into a big life change to your best friend? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go for it. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is trying to start a second act? Take direction. Just take the energy created from even small steps, which is what you talked about on my Mm -hmm. podcast. (laughs) Taking those small steps creates energy. And that energy creates more energy. And it just does. My kids used to get so sick of hearing me talk about energy. I'm like, you'll learn about it in school. It's not just me. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It just, even those small steps in the direction of what it is you want to do, it works. It just does. It works. So what does the next act look like for you, Lauren? I'm doing it. I'm going to podcasting, keep writing, and more of this. I just love what I'm doing, so... Good. And the confidence and clarity, you touched upon it, but we didn't really get into it. Everything's on the website, 52weeksofhope.com. You can go on there and click and there's confidence and clarity growth scorecard, but you can also get a free confidence and clarity boost session, a second podcast that I'm doing right now too. You can listen. I think they're really relatable. They're just like 15, 20 minute sessions. So you can get one of those for free or you can go and listen to some and get some tips and tools for how to move forward. Great. So we can all connect with you on your website, which is 52 yes. Weeks of Hope. Yep. The and number 52weeksofhope.com. I will link to everything in the show notes too on all the different ways to get in touch with you. And Lauren, do you feel like your second act is where you want to be? Do you think you're going to get out of law and stick with podcasting and writing? We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, keep doing what you're doing because you're bringing so much good to the lives of others. And I enjoy your podcast so much. And I'm so happy to call you a friend. And thank you so much for being on today. Yeah, thank you so much. If you would like to learn more about 52 Weeks of Hope, to read Lauren's book, check out her podcast, just head over to 52weeksofhope.com. My wish is that this episode leaves you with some hope in your own personal and professional life, that you know that you are not alone on your journey. All of us have had a dark night of the soul, as Lauren calls it, and we can get through it on the other side. So please take the sense of hope with you into your day. You can DM me on Instagram at Second Act Success and tell me what you did today to bring some hope into your life or maybe the life of someone else. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. And I will be back with you on the next episode of the Second Act Success Career Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found some gems of inspiration and some takeaways to help you on your path to Second Act Success. To view show notes from this episode, visit secondactsuccess.co. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Reviews only take a few moments and they really do mean so much. Thank you again for listening. I'm Shannon Russell and this is Second Act Success.